0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Psy from Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome. I'm joined today by former Fightful writer Andrew Thompson. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, some wrestling, some some SummerSlam, some Raw, and then uh, probably a bit of Bray Wyatt and Fiend, and some independent, uh, or should I say, some NXT UK maybe, and a bit of New Japan chucked in. Uh, welcome, Andrew. To the show.
1: I, pr- I appreciate you having me, Jason. Thank you again, man. It's always a pleasure doing this.
0: It always, always brings a smile to my, to my face when people <laughs> call me Jason, still. It just makes me smile all the time. How are you? Are yeah, you good?
1: Yes, sir. I'm doing good. I'm doing just fine. How about you?
0: It's all good. I'm ready for SmackDown to be done, though, tonight. It's like oh, yes, a, lot of rest, a lot of wrestling back-to-back. A big I'm wrestler. so far behind as well on the G1. Uh, I'm so far behind.
1: It's a it's a big wrestling weekend, and then we got another big wrestling weekend in two weeks for All Out weekend with Royal Quest and Takeover Carter, and then Raw and SmackDown. It's gonna be be a big, big week, and then right after that we're heading right after that we're heading into AEW on TNT, and then possibly NXT on FS1. So it's gonna be a big, big time for wrestling this fall, man. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be mad by October. It's gonna be crazy, crazy, crazy world for wrestling because there's just like AEW are gonna to want to start hot, WWE are gonna to want to SmackDown and Raw to be sort of tip top and really good, mm-hmm. and uh, and then obviously if NXT goes onto FS1, they're gonna want that to be big. So it's just gonna be trying to fit in the time to watch all these shows.
1: A, b- a bunch yeah, of good week. wrestling, it's always going to be a bunch of good wrestling to watch. That's all it
0: is, yeah. And I mean, when you look at like the last few Raws, I've actually really enjoyed since sort of since Heyman's been in there. I think there's been one, one raw since he took over where I was a bit bored and didn't really enjoy it. But other than that, they've been really good. Um, and I thought it was another good show this Monday.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I- Oh, you good? You continue.
0: I was just gonna say, what did you think of SummerSlam? But you go on, carry on.
1: I think I think SummerSlam was actually a good show. You know, I saw a lot of mixed reviews. <laughs> there, were, uh, uh, there, there I was, I thought that was me, but uh, there, there were, uh, I saw a bunch of people that didn't actually enjoy SummerSlam, but I was surprised at that. But I actually enjoyed SummerSlam. I thought it was a good show, top to bottom. You know, uh, I didn't think anybody just dragged. I think it was just a like overall good show, it was a good pay per view.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed more than I didn't, and I think the fact that it was like four and a half hours or so, rather than the usual sort of six, mm. that helped.
1: And they that they did. ended at They ended at ten thirty. Well, PM Eastern yeah, time.
0: Yeah, so you, that's yeah. I I didn't watch it live because if I, I'd um, it'd been it'd been like five o'clock in the m- five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It's too old to do that now. I just can't do it. But um, so I just watch it in the morning when my kids wake me up. But like, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I um, there was no match where I was like, this is terrible or I didn't enjoy it. I think the only match where I was disappointed was probably the AJ and Ricochet match just mm. because I was hoping for a bit more of a action pack I don't know whether it'd be action packed or I was just expecting this match to be their sort of their barn burner, their you know their top top match because you know they're two of the most talented guys in the world. And I figured SummerSlam, this is gonna be it now. They've had like a TV match and a match which has been sort of a DQ. So this is going to be the one, you know, bell to bell it's just gonna be incredible. And It was it it was okay. It was good. It was technically good, but just wasn't quite.
1: Like like the thing is um with like these matches that have like high expectations. Uh, one thing is that um we we've seen we've seen AJ and Ricochet before, so kind of that anticipation kind of dies down a little bit and it fades out because we've already seen it. Like, opposed to when Seth Rollins versus AJ happened, that money in the bank. We never seen that match before, so everybody was amped up, and the crowd was so amped up during the match, it made it better than what it was, and it was still a great match. Like, don't get me wrong, but the crowd is, like, essential to some of these matches being better than what they are, and, like, people have already seen AJ and Ricochet. We've seen it on Raw, seen it at Extreme Rules. So you get it third time around. Like, even though SummerSlam is a bigger pay-per-view, it's like, you know. And then AJ and Ricochet only went at it for about 13 minutes, so it was, you know. It was. I think it was still a good match, but it was. You know, yeah, we've it seen was. It I liked the,
0: it. was. I liked the finish as well. Um, but you're right. We've see, we've seen it on Raw. You know, recently as well. Mm. Um, like if you think back to when they did, remember when they had uh, they had all the stars who were ill, so they did Finn versus AJ, and mm. it was like a last minute match, and they'd never wrestled before in the WWE, and the crowd was totally. You know, like bang up for it because it was unexpected. They'd never wrestled before. It was like a bit of a dream match, and I feel like they do give away these big matches too often on TV. Uh, I get yep. they've got to. Th- I know they've got to fill. You know, three three hours on a Monday, two hours on a Tuesday. So it is difficult to save those matches. But I feel like they could do a better job of. You know. Just protecting some of their bigger, bigger, you know, dream matches and as such. Um,
1: Completely agree.
0: So let's just quickly skip through the card. We won't spend too long. What um, did you? What did you think of the? I quite enjoyed the the Buddy Murphy and uh, Apollo Crews
1: match. Uh, Sorry,
0: Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Uh, Buddy Murphy
0: and Apollo Crews, Yeah.
1: Uh Apollo Cruz. I I think it was a you know they only went for about three, four minutes. Uh I I think it was good for what it for what it was because it was used to further build an angle to ah uh, this match on SmackDown Live. Like Buddy Murphy got moved to SmackDown as a part of the Superstar Shakeup in April, and he's just getting his first match uh on SmackDown today, so which is Tuesday. Um. Like, he's going to be facing Roman Reigns. I know a lot of people will probably say, oh, well, why'd you put him up against Roman Reigns if he's going to lose? I mean, everybody knows Buddy Murphy's going to lose. But I mean, like, the fact that this man is going to be able to showcase what he can do, because it's not a question that Buddy Murphy is a great, he's a great wrestler. That's just what it is. Just the same thing like how Cedric Alexander uh, on Raw on uh, the 12th, August 12th, he faced uh, Drew McIntyre and had one of the best matches of the night on the show. And it got him over in front of that fan base and I'm pretty sure Buddy Murphy's going to do the exact same thing and it further progresses this storyline of who attack Roman Reigns
0: yeah and I think um I liked that they had three matches on the pre-show because one of the, my pet hates about the pre-show and why I a lot of the time I just skip through it until the matches because I hate it because it's just these video packages which they show before the matches anyway and they just I you nothing really happens in the pre-show. So I do like that they had three matches because that gives me a reason to watch it. Whereas, you know, one match at the end of the pre-show, it's like you feel like you've wasted two hours just waiting for that one match. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you say, it was good, you know, for the couple of minutes that it was. Um, so I saw someone on Twitter today say um, that they think, that Buddy Murphy is going to be the one behind attacking Roman Reigns and during this match, uh, you know, they'll have, like, a five-minute match and then before the finish, uh, someone's going to interfere and it's going to be, like, Buddy Murphy's sort of, he's going to have, like, a henchman and they're going to give him a a big sort of push out of it. I don't, I can't see that. I think, I don't know. I'm I still don't know who's gonna be the guy who's attacking Roman because I feel like them saying Rowan last week and then Rowan attacking Murphy and Cruz in the in this match, mm. I feel like that's too obvious and they wouldn't have given it away that soon. So I think that might be a bit of a red herring to throw people off.
1: Where do you yeah. think that's gonna go? Yeah, see, it, like the storyline is the storyline is doing is doing its job. Like it's starting to get to that point where i like, people are starting to get confused about it, and that's what's supposed to happen. Like I think it would be it wouldn't be good if we all just knew who was attacking Roman Reigns from the jump because everybody immediately thought it was Daniel Bryan. Um, Daniel Bryan is still in the mix. He could be the one sending uh, Rowan on these missions. To do this stuff, to Roman Reigns, but that's not verified, and nobody knows yet. Or it could be Rowan, who just feels guilty, so he's uh, attacking whoever says his name. Could be Buddy Murphy, but I, like that, this is this is the good thing about it. Like nobody like truly knows who it is, and I don't I don't think we're really gonna find out until about Clash of Champions uh, in September. I generally don't think we're gonna find out who attacked Roman Reigns until around that time.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think if there was anyone who's like injured, or you know, returning soon, or maybe could be debuting soon. I see they, that.
1: I see that's very smart. That's very to, smart to 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 elevate somebody who's not even like on the main roster yet, or somebody who's coming in, or somebody who's returning from injury. That's a big way to get them right back on TV and immediately get people interested in them. Yeah, and
0: uh, you know undisputed era coming in that would be a big shout but I don't think it'll be them because I think they need they need them badly for FS1 um but I couldn't think of anyone I I haven't got the injured list in front of me but I couldn't think of anyone who was kind of injured and maybe coming back um Uh, there was no no one which kind of sprung to mind um so I don't know. I don't know who I think is going to be at the moment. They, I think there's, apart from Daniel Bryan, you know, I suppose it could still be so Samoa Joe, and they've kind of done the whole apology thing to throw you off again. There's there's no obvious candidates at the moment, I don't think.
1: Hell, maybe Luke Harper is about to make his return. Who knows?
0: Do you know, it's funny you should say that. You know when he, uh, on Raw yesterday when Elias hit... Our uh, truth with the guitar from behind
1: mm. and
0: uh, and then pinned and won the 24-7 championship I thought my uh, my screen froze and because he's got like a black vest top and he's got his hair tied up quite high and it's quite frizzy mm. For it, where my screen froze I thought that's Luke Harper and I was convinced for like the next 30 seconds that Luke Harper had just won the 24-7 title <laughs> and then my screen froze and it wasn't Luke Harper it was Elias but I'm, you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure that was quick, very disappointing always, it was big time. <laughs> I was really really excited for like 30 <laughs> seconds and I was like finally they're doing something with him and then it was just uh... I wonder whether they could use it the Roman thing to someone like EC3 um, you know someone who has never really got going hasn't had a story since they've come up yeah. someone like that they just the, the, want to give it a jump start to.
1: Yeah, I say like you said uh, earlier, th- this could be like real good for somebody who's like just not doing anything, and that way this will be a way to get them to do something and get people to care. Because people like, yeah. like, I mean, hate hate them or not, dislike him or not, whatever you feel about Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is the draw. Like, you you don't have to realize it, but he is that. That's why he's in the position that he's in. So I mean, um, if, if EC three is feuding with Roman Reigns and he's attacking Roman Reigns and you could easily just go the route that EC3 is just jealous or he could yeah. he just he's just not doing anything so he wants to make a statement and get himself involved in something and he thought that by basically trying to kill Roman Reigns that that's the way to go about it oh yeah
0: I um, I actually think EC3 could win the King of the Ring tournament
1: um, oh that's gonna be a good one Can't get the Ring
0: uh, yeah I I when I saw the full list of names for that, I was like, "Woof, that could be an incredible tournament!" Like Chad Gable, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, I think Sami Zayn. It's gonna uh, be some. EC3. It's gonna be some
1: real, real good matchups, in there, man, some real nice matchup. I, I like the thing. I hope is like I, I don't think. Well, I truly, I don't think that there's a way to do a, a right or wrong bracket. Like there's just. Like a bunch of stat guys, everybody in there can go. Everybody in there is has some type of somewhat connection with the fan base. Like, it's just gonna be a great tournament.
0: Yeah, boy, it's gonna be good. Who do you think? Who do you who would you like to see win it?
1: The King of the Ring you, tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you were picking, who would you pick?
1: Uh, do you have a list of names? I, I know a few. I know a few a few of the guys in there, but I don't know the full list. I think I have a list, right? I have a list. I have a list. Uh, yeah. Out of the, yeah. So we have, on the Raw side, we have The Miz, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. For SmackDown, we have Kevin Owens, Ali, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Shelton Benjamin. Oh, wow. So in the finals, I'm, so in the, oh, I'm guessing it will be one guy from Raw. One guy from SmackDown uh in the finals on the side of the bracket. So from the Raw side, uh I could definitely see Drew McIntyre winning the Raw side and probably on SmackDown I'm going with Ali. So on this so in the finals, Drew McIntyre versus Ali.
0: Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you could make a case for sort of five or six of them. Like I'd really like to, I'd love to see Samoa Joe win it because I feel like they always make him lose the big match. So, like, if you had, like, him versus, I don't know, KO, or him versus Shad Gable in the final, that would be, like, a pretty lit final match. Just everyone would kind of be expected Smojo to lose because he always loses the big match, and I feel like it could really push him on to the next level. But then I could be, you know, Andrade, Buddy Murphy... Chad Gable drew McIntyre, you could pick any of them and make you know ricochet Sami zayn Sami Zayn needs like a a bit of a reboot, not even a reboot I, of character, but like he needs to win some matches and
1: i, 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 I just I just want to know who pissed who who Sami Zayn pissed off because he I don't know what he's been doing lately on t v he's been losing in seconds and minutes like just very quickly. I just want to know who who Sami Zayn pissed off.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I wonder, like it's weird because I just wonder whether it's the did he, didn't wasn't he quite did he say something when they went to Saudi Arabia didn't he do like a charity show at the same time that yeah. the, thing, yeah, like the show was on on the Friday afternoon and I wonder whether it's that that they felt like he was kind of trying to take away from people watching that or something.
1: Yeah, see, I, I got my own conspiracy theories about why this is happening to Sami Zayn. He did a um, he did an interview with Chris Jericho on the Talk is Jericho podcast, like in the fall of 2018. It was like, it, it, I know it was after the, the uh, 2018 Survivor Series pay per view, and he 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 basically said that he didn't miss wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, he's. That's like, like a direct quote. He said, "I know wrestling fans maybe don't want to hear this, but I've been loving being off. You know, I think maybe wrestling fans wanted to hear. I can't get back. I can't wait to get back, and I miss everything. I don't miss anything. Uh, I don't miss it yet. That's basically what he said. He said some other stuff, but that that was like the gist of what he said. Yeah, yeah. So I, I that, that's my conspiracy theory about why this happened the same. said I mean, he did blatantly say that he doesn't miss wrestling, but I mean, he's probably burnt out would like Sometimes people just get burnt out and that's with any job. You just get burnt out and you just need a break, a time off.
0: Yeah, man, if you do, especially with these guys where they're traveling, you know, they're traveling constantly in the early hours of the morning and then getting up early to go train and go do interviews and local radio stations and stuff. It's like a never ending cycle of work, travel, work, travel. And I just mm-hmm. think that WWE doesn't give them enough time off in between. Like, they should be able to, you know, if they do a tour of Europe for two months, when they come back, give them the week off other than TV. You know, yeah. just let them recharge their batteries and see their, you know, see their kids and see their families and see their, their wives and their partners and stuff. Just to, because I just think it just builds up this attitude of re- resentment. Even if it's not like a intentionally, if you're constantly away from your family and you're constantly traveling in this, you know, like a rental car and stuff, you know, you, it's natural that you're going to start to resent it.
1: Exactly. Um, you know, even if
0: you love it, even if you love your job and you love the WWE and, you know, even those guys who, who are so happy to be there and they love their job, even them, you know, even those guys will get burnt out during that schedule, Um, I feel like they should perhaps give them a bit of, bit a of, bit of off time,
1: like a like a small time. off season.
0: Yeah, man, just give them like, just give them, you know, there's there's periods throughout the year where the TV ratings drop and drop, like they go non-existent, and no one's watching because there's other stuff on or whatever it may be. So give them like that, you know, give them that where it's quiet and there's nobody going to house shows and there's no one, not as many people watching on TV. Give them a few weeks off, give them a month off there and you see how they come back rejuvenated and motivated because they're grateful for that time off. And I think you'd see a better product for it. But yeah, anyway, just like last time we've gone off on. 65 different tangents, <laughs> what we were originally talking about. But that's all right, it's cool. Like I say, I just wanted to talk about some slam generally rather than blow by blow. Did you enjoy yeah. the um, the Drew Gulak and Only Lorcan match?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it, mate. It was, you know, I knew they were gonna go out there and basically beat each other up, so that was cool. I mean, I, I'm enjoying Drew Gulak's reign as champion, I think it was kind of a long time coming for him. Only Lorcan that 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 is one dude like if I, if i was to ever get in a, like a like a bar fight yeah. that's the that, that's the dude i went right with right with me only only he's a big He's
0: a, just
1: a tough dude isn't he he's is, a he scrapper just, man uh,
0: that's, the, that's what he is he's a scrapper they, um, i really like gulak i think gulak is one of the most underrated performers that they've got in all their brands because he, is, he, is. he can do comedy with the powerpoint stuff and now he's gone to this more, like, submission-type character who's, du- you know... Drew a Gulak went right... And, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Drew Gulak, he went right back to what he was doing on in the independent scene, man. This is exactly what he was doing, just yeah being physical, submission wrestling, technical wrestling. Like, this is this is what Drew Gulak was before he got to the WWE.
0: Yeah, and it's inter- it's entertaining, man. And, and it's a shame that they didn't seem to want to pull the... The, pull the trigger on uh, Chad Gable on 205 Live they kind of put him on there but then like he, they, he was on the TV but they didn't seem to want to give him a title shot uh, like a pay per view and stuff it was almost like he was on 205 Live but they didn't really want him to be there Um, because I felt like you know, paper if they could have given like 10 12 minutes to Chad Gable and Drew Gulak on, you know, on SummerSlam or something like that, it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Chad Gable's a super super talented guy, and uh, I wish they would do something with him because he is so good in the ring.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah Gable, he's um, he I know he recently wrestled Jack Gallagher on, um. 205 live. They had a rematch from their last match that they had on 205. And yeah. I mean, I I think was gonna be like because I, I know Gable, he was on SmackDown last week. He had the conversation with the when the Lives made fun of his height. So yeah. I I am I'm, I'm guessing Gable's gonna be on 205 and SmackDown, which is not bad for him at all. And he's gonna be in the King of the Ring, which is great for him. So I mean more more time for Chad Gable to go out there and expose himself.
0: Yeah, I hope they really give the, the King of the Ring tournament matches like a real like good, good amount of time for the matches because like like, like like I said, there's loads of really talented workers in there. So give them got, time.
1: Like ideally, I know it's like a lot to ask for because it, it's, it's completely different from the G1. Like the G1 doesn't have to take commercial breaks. They don't have like yeah. people in their ears saying, okay, we got to take this break. And that's why they can go 23 minutes. And that's why they can have 30-minute time limit draws for these matches. But it's not impossible for the WWE to do that. Like, if they wanted to, they could give every match a 30-minute time limit draw. And it doesn't have to go 30 minutes. They can go 19, they can go 23, 25, and then you can save the big marquee matches for, like, the 27 minutes, 29 minutes. And, like, it, it's, it's so many ways to go, man.
0: Yeah, well, when you know, when I was growing up watching wrestling, they used to go to their last commercial break before the main event started with like and then you'd get like twenty minutes of the main event of TV, like Raw or SmackDown, and you would get twenty minutes uninterrupted wrestling or whatever, you know, whatever angle they were shooting. There's no wrinkle, no no reason they can't time their adverts to be in between matches to give matches more time and uninterrupted time. Particularly when it's tournament matches um, and you know in the first round you they could give 15 minutes 20 minutes to these guys and let them really tell a story in the ring
1: definitely and see, you know,
0: see people you know generally people love tournaments um, and i hope that wwe treats it like a tournament in the traditional sense like the cruiserweight classic and the and the women's tournament and the G1 rather than it being really gimmicky and character heavy Yeah,
1: and, see that see that that's, a, that's another thing like uh like traditionally like over the past uh two decades or whatever well not two decades I'm not going to say that cuz uh, the the last like it's like the last few king of the ring winners man like they just flounder after they win king of the ring and it's like a gimmick for them to lose like oh hey okay, yeah I'm still the yeah. king but I'm losing every week like it's like that type of thing like the last like prominent king of the ring member like I remember was probably Brock Lesnar in 2002 like because he won the king of the ring and then what a month later he won the WWE championship like that yeah. like I I think they need to add like some stakes to this like you win king of the ring you get to challenge for any championship you want at the following pay per view like that yeah. that, yes. that it needs Absolutely. it needs to be some like some for them to fight for, like King of the Ring, being called King of the Ring is cool, but like there needs to be something sensitive to this, like you could add in like the, the, just the thought of like a cash prize like, people love money yeah, add, add, just yeah add something for people to fight for, add something for people to care about
0: yeah, and I think, feel like, you know, a title title shot is the way to go um, but yeah you're right, the last couple of King of the Ring tournaments they've done or the last few they've given him like this really cheesy king gimmick. Mm-hmm. It kind of started with King Booker.
1: Oh yeah. And then it went well, on to well, like But well, see, well, see, the thing was Jay Booker T Birdson. he 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 went on to win the world title. So like I I, I can excuse yeah, but I mean it, it, show, I yeah, Booker T was still it was still gimmicky but he did win the world title with that gimmick. But the rest of the guys like Sheamus and you about to mention Wadeberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like guys like yeah, they they just kept losing after they won the King of the Ring.
0: Yeah, hopefully they do something and they treat it like a proper tournament and I'll be happy. Um, Then the last show, last match on the pre-show was the women's tag match. Um, I really feel like the iconics of... They're really entertaining out of the ring, but I feel like their ring work has gone downhill considerably since when they were in NXT. Um, I feel like in NXT, I thought their ring work was decent, particularly... um, Oh, what's his name? Peyton Royce. Mm. I thought her ring work in you know, it wasn't like Okada level, but like mm. it was good in NXT and it was decent and I feel like they've they've missed a step in on the main roster, perhaps. Um I guess it was an a you know, it wasn't a terrible match by any means, but i just I find them really entertaining though, the iconics. They do win they win me over with their character work.
1: Yeah, the iconics they um they are, they are a really entertaining. Team. And the the in ring work part, I think that's just uh just like credited to them not being able to wrestle frequently on TV because they never did. Like coming out of WrestleMania, they didn't really do anything. And I I don't know if you uh if you caught what um Nikki Bella said on the Bella's podcast a couple months ago. She said that the plan for them was initially to come back after WrestleMania and feud with the Iconics over the women's tag team titles. And a lot of people think that is the reason why the women's tag titles just floundered after WrestleMania because the plan was for Iconics and Bella's to feud. And then, you know, Nikki had to, she found a cyst in her brain, which is very unfortunate. And she had to step away from wrestling and she probably had, would have to forever stay away from wrestling. But I think that was just the plan for WWE. Like just, okay, Bella's Iconics, that's going to be what takes us to the next couple of months. And that plan folded, and then the iconics had to, in turn, fold, which wasn't their fault. But yeah, like they said, never they, they, they were...
0: never made a replacement, did they? then they never replaced I, the badass, so it with a different
1: feud. And then then, you, then the thing, so Sasha Banks leaving, so you know that was that was probably another thing right there.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, then the main show opened with uh, Becky and Natalia. Um, I've got to be honest. I wasn't really looking forward to this match. I I like Natalia. I think she's she she seems like a lovely person. Um I just the last time I found her genuinely entertaining from a character point of view was when she was with the Heart Dynasty. I really struggled to connect with her character whether it's heel or face. I just don't enjoy I just don't find it entertaining or captivating i wouldn't say entertaining because she you know she can work really well and she has moments on the promos um but she's not like someone who i would go out of my way to watch necessarily
1: yeah uh, I, I i see that i see that from a like that's a lot of people's opinions right there like about natalia like they just can't get into the care although she is a she's a very very good wrestler like but it's just I, I I I'm the same way. Like I, I enjoy Natalia her in ring work, but the character, like even when she was a baby face, like I can't can't get into it. She's a heel. I, I, there's a moments when she's heel I can get into it, but I, I don't know what it is, man. Like I, I genuinely don't know what it is. But she she does, like you said. She does seem like the nicest person in the world. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you always feel bad, don't you? If you spice, I feel bad saying that I'm not entertained by her because she seems so nice. Mm-hmm. Um it was a decent match though actually. Um and I, for, for a match that I wasn't looking forward to um I really did end up really enjoying it and I thought the finish was really good and I thought the way it was produced and the way they worked was quite entertaining and, and I, a, submission, a submission match is quite unique you don't see many of them generally in WWE particularly with the on the women, women's side um and i i feel like sasha band sasha coming back on raw is the best thing that could have happened for the women's division but also for becky i feel like
1: 100 she, um,
0: she hasn't had that real opponent since ronda left
1: mm-hmm. yes uh like you said on the uh just go back to becky and Natalia. uh i think that was a great choice to open a card Cause the crowd was hot.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yo, go go ahead and get it out of the way while the crowd's feeling it. They're in the moment, like of course Becky's gonna get the pot. I think Becky's the still to this day the biggest superstar they got right now in the women's division, and she's definitely top three right now in the company, like in everything. So uh and then back to Sasha Banks. Yeah, her her coming back to feud with Becky, man. That that's a big big gift for Becky. Like that's instantly. Taking her back to where she was in Wrestle back at WrestleMania. And then just a, a quick note, not to get too off track, but I'm glad that they went ahead and got the Sasha Hill turn out of the way last night. Cause I think people yeah. were going people were going to eventually turn on Sasha. They were going to eventually start because you know she you know she left and stuff like that. People got their very opinions. You know, some people still gonna bored just for the simple fact that she left. But I mean, look, Sa- Sasha Banks is a superstar, man. They're gonna put her in that position regardless whether you like it or not. So now they're giving you a reason not to like her. And there it is. Now she's gonna be getting a championship match, pretty sure at Clash of Champions. So
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a hot program, isn't it? It's gonna be the you know, the crowd's gonna be all about it. And the other thing I noticed is it looks like they're gonna to go to Bailey versus Charlotte, which is again I quite like what they've been doing with Bailey's character, mm. giving her a bit more of an edge. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see the horse horse women. Back in those title slots, Definitely. hopefully they like, can produce some really good matches to to elevate it further.
1: Yeah, like Bailey, she—I I genuinely cannot uh, think of a bad match that she's had coming out of WrestleMania. Like she's had really good matches, like really good matches. Bailey's done some great in ring work.
0: Yeah, I think um, in NXT, Becky and Sasha did some great work. Um, so I'm hoping that they have an absolute barn burner when they feud. When they feud now, I hope they really. I really hoping they give, because I feel like there hasn't in WWE there hasn't been a a really great women's match since Charlotte versus Becky. Um, oh, what was it? Evolution. Yeah, yeah. that was that was an incredible match, and I feel like there hasn't been one up to that sort of level. Since, mm. you know the the WrestleMania match was very good, but you know it wasn't on my level. No, um, I, I, so I agree.
1: They, I agree. Hope but, that these two the the one that on I can remember
0: good matches.
1: The one that I can remember uh, after Evolution was you know when Charlotte beat Oscar for the SmackDown Women's title before WrestleMania. That was a real yeah. good one.
0: Yeah, which, which I think
1: was, which i just a I I think that was very unfair to Oscar, but now, like looking back, half like in 2020, it kind of made sense. So,
0: yeah, hopefully, they, for the next couple of pay-per-views, on both for the SmackDown women's title and the Raw women's title, if the horse women can have really, really hot matches, they can then elevate someone else in after the the that, that feud is finished you know whether it be like an ember moon or something and, like that
1: and then, and then that day on the smackdown side we still have uh people like Liv Morgan who said that she was going to come back as a different person and i'm guessing she's getting repackaged so we 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 don't know how she's going to come back or how people going to react to her so that's interesting
0: yeah i really hope they give um oh, i always forget her name um uh, was not the you know the t- the two women who are in Absolution? Oh Jesus Christ!
1: Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville.
0: Man- Sonia Deville, that's the one. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, I really, ha- I would really, really like them to give uh, Sonia Deville a push. She and, can and go. She's and a she good can wrestler. really work, and and her strikes uh, just they look beautiful. They're so crisp, and I, I want to see. I would really like to see if they've got, you know, can she make the step up to main event? You know, can she join the horsewomen in being like a top tier worker and get over with the crowd from a character point of view as well? And I feel like they nearly went with her last year um, when they started to do like the storyline with her and Mandy and then they pulled back again. And then they looked like they were doing it again a couple of weeks ago. And then they pulled back again. Um, I'd like to see them give her a go. Uh, next up, we got uh, Goldberg and Dolph, which was, you know, what it was going to be. We all knew what it was going to be. I mm. did like that they sort of teased us first by having him hit Goldberg with a couple of super kicks mm. straight away. I thought that was quite, you know, quite clever to do it that way rather than just squash um it is what it is i'm not a huge fan of goldberg so but it was it was you know it's an entertaining three minutes or whatever it was um so one thing i was gonna ask you about that uh, obviously got will get your thoughts on this match mm-hmm. but uh um what do you think of what they're what are they doing with Dolph Ziggler at the moment with this character where he gets beaten and then he stays on the mic and the guy comes back and sort of beats him down? I don't really get where they're going with it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't like I I don't think there's like anything to like get per se. I just think that Dolph Ziggler is a, a he's a WWE team guy. Like he's down for whatever, whatever they need him to do, he's gonna do it. He's not gonna you know go what he he he's complained before but like i i don't think Dolph ziggler is going anywhere and i think he's just a wwe lifer like they they want him there obviously and they he like yeah. they know they they know he's going to be able to just go out there and just do what they need him to do or do whatever they want him to do and you know Dolph ziggler he he got the comedy thing going on like he has other business ventures i think that he's transitioning out of wwe and not 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 in a like a negative way but like he's building other careers like for when he's fully done in ring performing and i think that this goldberg thing was just a a redemption match for goldberg because he had that horrible match in saudi arabia with the undertaker and this was it it was a good showing for goldberg like and then at that like the the thing is i know people said oh man why is goldberg back i'm like what did you hear the reaction that he got when he came out on raw that's why and he yeah, did a reaction I,
0: I still think that they're building towards riddle riddle versus goldberg
1: in saudi arabia
0: riddle. Uh, i don't know about saudi arabia i just think they're building to riddle versus goldberg riddle beats him and then riddle yeah, they, um this they, they
1: they posted the video on Lesnar. WWE's youtube channel actually of riddle talking about the, his exchange with goldberg like that see that that's what kind of tipped me off a little bit i was like why are they posting that again? And I yeah. was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we do have something coming along.
0: And you know that Paul Heyman's a big fan of Riddle. Paul Heyman's heavily involved in Goldberg's segments, obviously, heavily involved with Lesnar. Mm. And then, you know, Lesnar's probably got a couple of years left in him. If they want to build the next big, legit superstar, Riddle's your guy. And you know, what, a way to, what a way to do it is if, you know, say, Survivor Series, they do Riddle versus Goldberg as like a special attraction match or something. Um, you know, they could set it up by Goldberg, it could be on Raw or something, accepting an award or, you know, some crap. And then Riddle could spoil it and then they could go from there. Or well, they could, you know, there's loads of ways they can go. And then. But not necessarily say riddles kept being promoted to the main roster, like build it from something else and say it's a special attraction match, but then have and sort of to have like the commentators build it as like you know riddles a rookie, he's being disrespectful, Goldberg's blah blah blah, and then have riddles like shock him by knocking him out and winning at survivor series you've made him. A legit star there and then perhaps riddle comes back in the rumble and eliminates brock when brock thinks he's going to win and then you do brock and riddle at mania have riddle beat him have lesnar to take a step back then and just be that special attraction guy who comes in for a feud and then goes for a few months comes back for a big feud and I just feel like at the start of the year, when Riddle was making the noises about I want to retire, Brock Lesnar, I was saying to Alex Pulowski uh, on Twitter, I said if they've got any sense, they're recording these or they're keeping these clips that Riddle is pick that Riddle's posted on Periscope or Twitter, and they're keeping them because they could do a year long build to to this retirement match if you like um, and at the time I was just like that's what they should do but they won't and then as the years gone on and Riddle has kept saying saying that and he's been very vocal in attacking Goldberg to the point where at one point I was like this has got to be a work because he's just like every day was saying Goldberg's trash Goldberg's this and it was like If you look around, there's no other WWE employee who's being that vocal about anything.
1: Like the thing is, I I I genuinely don't think it's a work. I don't. I I think Riddle is just just is who he is. Like even on the um Takeover Toronto media call, somebody asked Triple H about Matt Riddle's post on social media, and Triple H said that look, Matt Riddle's a big boy. He can handle himself. You know whatever he does or says on social media is his business. And when he said that, I'm like, "Well, Riddle must be serious in what he said." I, I just genuinely think Matt Riddle does not enjoy Goldberg as a ring performer. Oh yeah, no. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that aspect of it. I agree that um, it's you know it's not a work. He does think Goldberg's trash, and <laughs> yeah, you know, I I believe that he believes that, and he he would say that if he wasn't in WWE, he would still say that. But I think now. They've got together or the WWE or they've spoken to Triple H or you know, whoever, and they've said, Let's keep it going, let's turn it up, we'll film some stuff. Because they've apparently they filmed did you see the um you know the watch along for SummerSlam?
1: Yeah, that's yeah,
0: yeah, and Matt Riddle said he met uh so in the watch along for SummerSlam, Matt Riddle said he met Goldberg and he yep. was like uh, hey bro or whatever, and, and Goldberg said I'm not your bro but apparently they went back and forth and he was just the way he describes it it's just so funny mm-hmm. but like they apparently they filmed that WWE did they filmed that interaction which I would love to see But which is why I think that yeah I think that they probably worked something out but Goldberg doesn't like losing is the other thing And I particularly don't think he likes losing to people he doesn't like. Um, So maybe that could be
1: an issue. That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: But if you want to make Matt Riddle your next legit star, that's how you do it in my eyes. You have him go over Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in a relatively short space of time and potentially retire both of them. That's what I would do anyway. So, yeah uh then we had the, the the oc not on board with the oc nickname uh, um i love them i just wish they'd call it the ogs or just kept it as the club i don't know the oc just doesn't do it for me really but they're so entertaining and i'm so glad that luke gallows has brought the face paint back
1: um, yeah, I, I i literally just found out yesterday that um that the OC meant the original club. I swear I thought it meant, like, the official club for, like, the longest time, and I saw, like, on the Titan Tron, I was like, oh, that's what it means. But, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm liking the OC. Like, like everybody says, like, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are a good tag team. Been a good tag team for a long time. Thing is, like, um they they just been floundering on the main roster, and now that, like, it's like all of a sudden that Paul Heyman's taking over on Raw, like, they've they become what they should have been. Three years ago, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, better, better late than never,
0: yeah. Um, the finish of this match was awesome where Ricochet kind of did like a phoenix splash,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he was uh, to Styles like uh,
0: stood up and he caught him into the Styles clash,
1: yeah. It, 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 it looked like so it looked like Ricochet was trying to like do it like a, a, a backwards, like her, Corona or whatever he was trying to do, like he was trying to yeah. poison, like he was trying to do something. To AJ, Poison him or something, and AJ caught him beautifully. Uh, the same the same way he got he caught Seth Rollins with the curb stomp back at Money in the Bank. That was that was cool, but yeah, uh, AJ and Ricochet matches are good, man. And then you know next week, um, AJ is going to be uh, putting the U.S. title on the line against Braun Strowman, so that's going to be something.
0: Yeah, it's going to be something. I don't know. Why. <laughs> Could be anything, couldn't it? Um, I part of me kind of hopes they put the title on Braun because then AJ could go after the universal title. Um, because I'd rather have, see him with the universal title with the OC and the mm. tag titles than the US title in some ways, do you, but
1: do you, do you think, think with...
0: they're gonna go with Brock and uh Braun and Seth, I think.
1: So let let, me ask you this. So, if AJ does drop the U.S. title to Braun and AJ goes after the Universal title and eventually wins the Universal title, do you think that leaves the U.S. title up for grabs for Finn Balor when he comes back from vacation? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then maybe we get that that Finn
0: yeah i had an interesting uh little idea so you know i think i replied to your tweet the other day um because mm-hmm. i said after the the fiend did debut i said i don't want them to rush the demon versus the fiend
1: no nah, no nah, nah. because
0: i'd rather save that for further down the line but so then I, I thought about I, it afterwards.
1: Like, really at this point i don't even want to see that i don't I I, yeah, I, no. I, I I just want finn to join the club and i want finn to be a heel, and I want him to go back, and people have interest in him again, like genuine interest, and not just the basic interest that people have in him. Like I want people to be excited about Finn Balor. Like I don't want to see the demon. I just need heel Finn Balor with the club. That's all I want. I don't want to see the so demon. What
0: I, what I would quite like is because <clears throat> you know what Vince McMahon is like. He 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 can't help himself sometimes. It's. <laughs> if they say for clash of champions the fiend is going to face the demon say because they can't wait which you know wouldn't be unheard of events that's fine no, but, uh
1: F- 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 gonna be off for for two months
0: he's yeah, taking time off i think but mm. i said if if they if they were gonna rush that match mm. is i would have the demon uh the demon the fiend like beat the demon comfortably Similar mm-hmm. to what he did to Finn. And then that be the reason why Finn sort of changes his character and then go back to the real rock and roller and heal Finn and just join up with the club.
1: Yeah, they, um, well, Happen. I know, I, I know you saw in the SummerSlam pre show when he had the interaction with Gallo yeah. Anderson and, and AJ. Yeah, and they, 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 they basically told him, they were like, I know you're tired of losing. Like, basically told him that. And they was like, You're probably going to lose the night. And he did. And Finn had that look on his face like like, Damn they might, be, they might be Right like it might be time
0: Yeah I just Hope they don't by the time he comes Back they don't change their Mind and think Oh we need to do the fiend and The demon or we need to do Bray And Finn like you, I want to see I want to see Braun beat uh, AJ Next week mm. because of Seth like Seth cost AJ The title and then AJ take the universal title off Seth and then when Finn comes back or have Braun do like an open challenge for a few weeks where he decimates people and then have Finn return in one week, beat the, beat Braun with the help of the OC. OC, yeah, yep,
1: yep, exactly, give, give exactly. Him all the belts. That's, per- that's a perfect one right there. I was just about to say that like, I know people are probably going to be like, well, how is Finn going to be Braun straight up? Like you have AJ, Gallows, and Anderson interfere in the match and Abe to winning the US Championship. That's something. Yeah. There you go.
0: We just booked it. <laughs> Easy. See? I don't, don't know why they find it so difficult. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the SmackDowns Women's Championship. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't get as much time. I thought that if they'd given them an extra few minutes they could have really had a good match. I felt like they were just getting going and then mm-hmm. they went home. Um I just wish they would do something with Ember Moon Man,
1: like, like really I really give her a I, don't know, I don't know what it is like I just cannot get into Ember on in the main roster like I was the, like I was a huge Ember fan when she was in NXT and then she got to the main roster and it was just like, I I don't know what happened. But the thing is with this match, I think Amber really she had a real good showing. And but I don't yeah. think the crowd was that invested until the end of the match. Like when she, when Amber, start, Amber and Bailey started going the crowd started getting into it. But at the beginning it was just uh eh, like like we we know Bailey and they hate Bailey in Toronto for some reason. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I um I think one of the problems with Amber on the main roster is she just kind of hasn't got a character. She's like Is she fiery? Is she, you know, is she nice? Is she nasty? Is she? What's her motivations? There's, there's, they haven't, they don't tell you anything. They don't give you any reason why the characters feel the way they do or act the way they do. Mm -hmm. They've told you nothing about her. It's kind of just like, oh, she won a number one contenders match, and now she's in the, in the title match, and it's a bit
1: like like something um i, I kind of like storybook like this whole thing like to get ember moon over like a while ago like it was sitting in my brain like i should have like put it out there but it was like um so i had this idea that and it's kind of like a little five minute rant but i had this idea that Ru- that ruby ride was going to become raw women's champion somehow right and this was like the, the last year and she was going to engage in a feud with Ember Moon. And you know, people, some people know that Ember and Ruby used to be real real tight on the independent scene. Like they used to work together a lot. And I was going to have this idea that come to come this feud between Ruby and Ember, that Ruby was going to tell the Rasquad to back off. And she had this one for herself because Ember's a friend. And that was going to be a way to further get Ember over because the Rasquad was going to feel like Ruby's kind of choosing Ember over her. And it was just this whole this whole thing that I had planned out, but it it, is obviously not going to happen. But yeah. So so, 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 something needs to happen with Ember, man.
0: But you know what I wish they would do with the, the the main roster more, uh, a lot with all of them is I feel like the best characters are the ones where, um, how can we use an example? Okay. So let's use like Bray Wyatt, like, you feel like Bray Wyatt, when he thinks about his character, he thinks about everything to do with it. He thinks about his motivations, his backstory, his why he wants to do this and who's he going to go after and why he's going to go after. Even if they don't say it on screen, you feel like he's done that in his head so he better understands his character. Or like same with like Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, people like that. I feel like they don't flesh out the characters enough. Um, and even if they don't tell us on screen, you know, wrestler A is doing this because, to put it simply, the, the, the people need to understand their characters a bit better so that we can understand and we can be captivated by it and we can be, you know, emotionally invested in what these characters want to achieve or what why they're angry or why they don't like so-and-so. Uh, and I feel like they don't do that enough. I um, don't know what
1: you think of that. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I could go on and on with you about it, but yeah, I basically agree. Like, honestly, yeah, it's the same, yeah, same thing yeah.
0: for me. Uh, So next up is Kevin Owens Shane McMahon
1: match. Um, I, I only got one thing to say on this. It was a good match, and I hope this is the end of Shane McMahon on WWE TV for a while. Buddy has overstayed his welcome and I'm 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 done <laughs> with Shane McMahon. I'll
0: counteract I'll counteract that with one thing. I don't mind him staying on with his little corporation 2.0 stable if one thing happens, if Bray Wyatt becomes or targets the, the authority stable thing he's got going on and like kills Shane McMahon off, takes him off T V and the Fiend is all you know, the Fiend, even though he's technically a heel, everyone loves him, everyone is completely captivated by it. Bray Wyatt has been like the ready made anti hero from the start. They they should have done like a you know like a Bray Wyatt versus the authority type angle about two years ago. So if you're going to take Shane off TV, but they, you know, I'm assuming they haven't done it yet because if they were going to do it, he would have had the stipulation, same as Kevin Owens, that he had to go if he mm-hmm. lost. So just have the fiend just decimate him.
1: Yes. yeah, see, I, I kind of had this idea that if Shane McMahon was going to be, was going to be Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. It was going to be a way to transition KO to NXT on FS1.
0: So did you, I don't know if you would have, if you saw, cup I think it was last week's Raw podcast. Um, basically, <clears throat> uh, when Sean did the Q&A show, the last one, mm-hmm. I sent in a question saying that um, Daniel Bryan's announcement should be that uh, 205 Live and NXT are merging. And Daniel Bryan is moving onto that brand for the mm. move to FS1 because I feel like he's got the beautiful mix of like indie wrestler, definitely, and everyone, definitely, you know, as Bryan Danielson, mm. but also as that mainstream appeal. You can take Eric Rome with him if you want. Help. Definitely, Luke, Luke Harper on there as well, and have them as his like you know as a tag team behind him.
1: Yeah, Scott I think Ward, that's. Um... I think that's a great idea. That's a way to beef up the roster, first of all. And, like, another yeah. thing, like, that, that like if, if if NXT really is going live on FX1, like, I don't care what nobody says. Like, you're going to need a couple main roster stars. Like, that's just what it is. Like, you, you said... The... Go on. Yeah, you go ahead.
0: Sorry, I was just going to say, you think of the guys on 205 Live, which could you could integrate into there, like Chad Gable, um, Drew Gulak... Only Lorcan, obviously is already there. Um who else is on two oh five live now? Um
1: Tony Nice, Tony Nice, Okay, it's like Mike Canales. Ary Barry.
0: I feel like Mike Canellis could do really well on NXT on yeah,
1: him, I think... if
0: he was live. Because I think he's got like that mainstream appeal as well as you know, he, he can work half decently.
1: Completely agree, completely
0: hey. agree. <clears throat> but yeah that was my idea was for, for basically what you just said about um, Kevin Owens Kevin Owens uh, I said the same but about Daniel Bryan
1: yeah that's yeah, a good idea
0: Kevin, it would work with Kevin Owens it would work with Nakamura it would work with Sami Zayn it would work with Daniel Bryan they've all got the mainstream name but mm. also the sort of the right worker to go back to NXT as well isn't it it's like don't want to send, you know, even though I think Roman Reigns could do that sort of job, they, they've got more of a, like an indie type yeah, of
1: that, deal. See, yeah. See that the, the NX, like even with the NXT takeover crowds, man, it's like people who watch all types of wrestling, like yeah. Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, like those names you mentioned, they would transition perfectly back in NXT because they've done that time on the independent scene, or they've been in NXT for an extended period of time and won NXT championships. So it's like, they're really just going back, Home in a sense, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so next up was Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus. Uh, again, wasn't really looking forward to this match, but I was from the first minute, I was really into it, and I thought Trish Stratus can really still go to an amazing extent, you know, considering how long she hasn't wrestled for. I
1: thought she was incredible. Yeah, I, I I actually really enjoyed this match. It was a real good match. Like it was, it was more physical than what I was expecting. Like they went at it. They threw some blows, and Trish took some bumps. Man, like she was like yeah. that, especially that 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 outside bump. Like she didn't, yeah. Like like hold her hands out like behind her back. Like she fell straight on her back, like on the floor. I was like, oh okay, Trish Stratus is in it. She's in it seriously. But that was like a real good yeah. match, man. I was very like at that. Like I said on uh. On Twitter, when that happened, I was like, man, if that's, if that's how Trish Stratus is going out, she needs to be proud. That was, a, that, was a good, that was a good match.
0: Yeah, she was so good that I would actually would like to see her have a little run from now until like, WrestleMania. Rumble. Now, yeah, mm. now to Mania, just to, like a farewell tour because I, mm. I feel like she could elevate some That would people. be a good
1: idea, actually. And I, and I know, know a like, lot of people want to see her versus Sasha Banks.
0: Oh yeah, well, I'd I'd like to see her versus like Sonya Deville or Ruby Riot, someone like that, who they can, you know, Elevate. actually get, you know, yeah, because the horsewomen are already like their top tier women. I want to see, I like, they need, and this is what they're struggling with in NXT is they've outside of Io Shirai and um and
1: and
0: they haven't really elevated anyone.
1: Mm-hmm. To, like, yeah, that that, beat, that, like, that that N- that NXT women's division stuff. needs to get buffed up. Definitely, that women needs yeah,
0: to
1: big time, don't it? Yeah, but uh, with with uh, Charlotte, like, but also I think that match at SummerSlam is a like a big credit to Charlotte because a lot I don't think Charlotte's getting the credit she's she's deserving for her role in that match because I mean, you be completely honest, she kind of you know I'm not gonna say she carried Trish through that match, but. Charlotte is a great base for Trish to work on, cause Charlotte is she's a tall woman, but well, she's not yeah. that tall. But she she's taller than Trish, and it's easy for Trish to do some of the stuff that she was able to do to Charlotte, like that, that her Karana from the top. Yeah, yeah. I like I I don't think she'd have been able to pull that off with with most of the uh, females in the division, but Charlotte is just that damn good, and was able to you know fully execute that move along with Trish.
0: Yeah, Charlotte's a real, um, like, she's a ring general, isn't she? Definitely, definitely. She, she like, guides the match and it's really good. Um, And, yeah, Trish Charlotte was my third favourite of the night. Uh, Actually, I would say joint second match of the night, um, Mm. along with the main event. They were, like, my sort of level for second best of the night. Um, Next up, we had... My least favorite match of the night, which was Kofi ah. versus Randy Orton, uh, which finished in a double count out. Um, I'll let you talk about this because I didn't enjoy it at all.
1: Uh, well, on the, on the build up to the match, I really enjoyed it. The promo work, the, yeah. the, the, the packages were exceptional. Got to the match, you know, I, I like I, going into it, I wasn't expecting some super barn burner like they about to tear the house down. And I wasn't expecting I was expecting like just a good match. Kofi hit him with the troubling paradise. He do the, you know, he does the stupid, stupid thing back to Randy Orton. Finally, after all these years, and I mean, like, I, I, I just don't get why they did this. Like, I, I thought it was just gonna be one and done for Kofi, like Kofi and Randy. But apparently, I'm guessing this is going to Clash of Champions. But the only positive I see out of this is that we're gonna get Kofi. We're gonna get Kofi and Randy at Clash of Champions. I think Kofi's gonna finally be Randy one on one, and then I think come before October, like before the Fox deal, I think that's when we we, we might see the end of this Kofi Kingston this glorious championship run he's having because I think Brock is gonna take the title off him before the Fox deal starts, and yep. you know. and <laughs> then I but to see the thing is if we do get Kofi versus Brock, I think everybody's gonna get reinvested back into Kofi, but tonight, which is a uh, August 13th before SmackDown. Man, I I, I don't know how Toronto is going to react to Kofi because they booed him bad after that that segment. So I'm hoping Kofi go ahead, hurry up and get out of there, man, because I don't think Toronto is mm. too happy with him right now.
0: Yeah, I I was hoping that it was just going to be Kofi sort of getting his redemption, winning, clean, and that mm. was it, and one and done. Um, but... Yeah, like you say, they looks like they're gonna carry it on. I do think that you're right. By the time they go to Fox, either Brock or Roman Reigns will be champ. Mm-hmm. Um, next up was the most glorious. <laughs> oh, here, here we go! Incredible. Here we go! <laughs> this is the main event of the podcast.
1: It was just... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait before, before that, you, you want to go ahead and talk about Seth and Brock first before we get to the fame? Yeah, go on. <laughs> go ahead get, go ahead, get the, to the the Seth and Brock se- first. seth
0: semi-main, semi-main event. <laughs> uh, Brett, Brock and Seth was the main event on Sunday. Um, i got to say, this is why I defend Brock Lesnar, because he is capable of having incredible matches and moments He needs the right opponent. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Brock Lesnar will do whatever they tell him to do, as long as they pay him. He doesn't mind losing. He'll do two minutes, he'll do 20 minutes. He'll do whatever they say, as long as they pay him. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think they've missed the boat a couple of times with him, in terms of the way they've booked him over the years, like when he fought CM Punk. They could have got CM Punk over real big because payment had just turned and it was like if he if he had beaten Roy Lesnar at that time, he would have gone he'd had like the big long run as the you know, the big top heel. And then he could have been the very top super over babyface, and then they didn't do it. And a couple of times they haven't quite pulled the trigger. Like I thought Braun could have beaten him. I thought Samoa Joe should have beaten him um, at different points, but I can understand why they do protect him so much. But uh, him and Rollins was excellent. Really, really good.
1: it um, was a good match, man. I, I think it was just a way to get Seth Rollins back on track because I think after, you know, they kept, like I, like, I have no problem with people doing the, you know, the on screen relationship thing. Like, you know, everybody knows he and Becky Lynch is dating, but I think that kind of took Seth Rollins out of the game a little bit. It didn't take Becky Lynch out of the game obviously, but I think it took, kind of took Seth Rollins out of it a little bit and then like I think now he got B.B. Brock again, so now it's a way to get Seth Rollins back in it and I think the best thing for them to do is to stop mentioning that he's dating Becky Lynch. We all know he's dating Becky Lynch. Stop mentioning, same thing with Becky. Please stop mentioning she's dating Seth Rollins. We all know she's, he's, she's dating Seth Rollins. Keep them two separate. They will be fine. Two superstars, they don't need to keep mentioning that they're dating I think that's what kind of takes people out of it a little bit sometimes. What
0: what they, should have, what they should have done was when I think just before they did the sort of the angles where they were doing promos together and stuff. Mm. They, the week before uh, Seth did like a stretcher job, and it, they showed like Becky by the stretcher. Mm. You know, I was checking on him. That was that five, was cool.
1: Yeah, that was cool. that was cool. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that.
0: But then the next week, then they took it too far, as they so often did by doing the promos together and the matches together. I don't want to see that shit. I want to... <laughs> because they were both so hot individually.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And when I'm they put exactly.
0: together, Seth just looked like a bit of a dick. He <laughs> just didn't seem... He just wasn't likable when he was with her because the way they wanted to portray her and the way they were telling him to portray himself... he wasn't all the things that had got him to the dance and got him over for the months before do you know what I mean he kind of lost the thing the things which were making him attract popularity and crowd reactions weren't there Um, and and to make it worse obviously it coincided with him saying some really stupid shit on social media which meant I think that didn't help him either because I feel like a few people were a bit more, uh, I don't know. Maybe that you know, maybe that didn't have an in, uh, an influence on it. I thought that it did, because I felt like that combined with the Becky stuff just lost his way a bit and lost a bit of his. You know, before that he would he, he was him and her were like so so over mm. and he's still not quite back there
1: yet. Yeah, I, I, I think over time, like, as we go along, I think Seth is going to maybe get back. Like, see, the thing was, like, I even said this a couple months back, like, I think the, the, the trigger to put, you know, Seth on the universal title, should have put the universal title on Seth, should have been pulled when he was coming out of WrestleMania 34 because that was when Seth was, like, at his peak. Yeah. Like, he was over, like, coming out of WrestleMania 34. And they like he he had the great in the kind of title run in the kind of the title run that was fantastic, but I think if if that if there was gonna be any time to put the universal title on him like that was it, like he was like the guy, and I, I like honestly right now I still think he is the guy on Raw, like without question I do I still think he is like he's the top guy, uh, but, but I guess we just gonna have to see where he goes from here depending on who he's gonna feud with next.
0: Yeah, if they did it like we said with. Um... Him going like Lou dropping the title to AJ, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. If they're gonna go with him versus Braun, I don't know if I want to see that feud. I don't know if I want to see that match.
1: I like th- just to go back to your Braun thing. Man, I like I I completely have lost like interest in Braun Strowman as a world yeah, title same, contender. Yeah. Like I can't see it. Like cause you, like you. Okay, we go back to. SummerSlam 2017, Braun Strowman was in that fatal four way for the Universal title. He didn't get pinned, but he lost. He lost to Brock Lesnar again at No Mercy 2017, lost to Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble 2018, lost to Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Like, I'm now supposed to believe that Braun Strowman could, like, beat Brock Lesnar again. Like, even, like, I, I, I just can't get into Braun Strowman, like, as a world title contender. U.S. title, I can see that happening, but.
0: He, um, he's got a sim- similar issue to Samoa Joe in that every yeah. time he has a big, big title match, he loses. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you do that a couple of times, people lose uh, interest. And it's just it's very difficult to get that back. Um, but speaking of people who did get it back after people lost a bit of interest. Here we go. Me, Here we me. go. <laughs> I never lost interest. Here we go. I never gave up. <laughs> uh, we had the main event. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. And boy, oh boy, was it good. So let's just talk about the entrance to start. They start with like the, the actual Firefly Funhouse segments. It and I, I love one. that the crowd sings along to the like the kiddie tune to it. I just it love they, that. They had, they, let
1: me, they had to let me in, pop up on the titantron. Um.
0: So, what did you feel about the entrance? How in, like, how good did you think it was?
1: Well, I was, music, I, I was, music, I, was I was very, very into it. Like, when, like, when, okay, so when you, like, when Finn Balor finished making his entrance, I literally turned my TV down that I had on, and I had my, I was watching the, um, the show on my, on my laptop. My laptop and um i made sure i turned it up volume to 100 because i wanted to make sure i heard everything like yeah. literally everything and when it happened i was like when, when at first when the music the beat dropped for the the rock song the new rock song that he had that Cole orange did like i was like okay i guess they're going heavy metal like this is like some this is some good stuff and i'm not even a fan of rock music and i was like i like the song and then, like I, I just like the way they shot it. Like they didn't keep the camera on them too long. Like it was like that fading, like that cross shot that they used to do with Sanity. Like it was just like the yeah. camera sweeping across. You only got certain shots of his face. And then the, I think the like the best shot, like I, like I, I and I wish they would have got it. Like from behind Bray Wyatt was when they had they caught the shot of everybody holding up the uh, the flash on their phone. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and like you could I, see him
0: popping on. Yeah, you?
1: And you could that that was the best man. Like that was just a great image, and I was like, "You think people still invested in Bray Wyatt? Yeah, yeah there it is. They they love him, man. Like Bray Wyatt is literally like a he. Like I like not not to jump too far because I know we're gonna get into it, yeah, but yeah, like man. I was I was saying earlier, man. Like this thing that he has, like dude, they struggle with this, man. Like this is like some like. This thing right here, like I keep trying to tell people, man, like Bray Wyatt does not need the Universal Title. He does not need the WWE Title. He does not need a championship. Like this thing is above championships. Like this is just some megastar type stuff. And people will say, like, oh, I wish he was on Raw. Often, like, man, I don't, I don't want to see that entrance until Survivor Series. I don't want to see that entrance until Royal Rumble. I don't want to see that until Mania. Like, we need to see. like, good, you continue.
0: I was just gonna, it's just gonna add to what you said. The only time I want to see Bray on TV between now and the next pay per view he's at is mm. in Kids TV Presenter. Yep. Or if the fiend like, attacks his next opponent. That's the exactly. only things I want to see from it.
1: Exactly. And like, another thing, man, like, now, e- even like, okay, so we've seen this thing, everybody's hooked on the fiend. Now, I think this is another way if you like if you desperately like you just want like if they just want Bray Wyatt on TV, have him just be the nice guy. Like he he don't even have to wrestle, have him backstage and like like have it's people like, like like have people confront him and be like, man, what, what, what was up with you doing this to me? Last, like last week in Bray's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I really enjoy what you do. I'm a big fan yeah. of yours and just have him like just act like he doesn't know what, what the hell is going on, even mm-hmm. though he actually does. And like, if things get too out of control, like let's say somebody walks up to the nice guy Bray Wyatt, slaps across the face, pisses them off. Now you know what's about to happen next, because you brought that out of him. Like, yeah, like like I said before, like they sh- literally have struck gold with this thing, man.
0: Yeah, the most important thing is he's got he's got to win his matches like that. He's got oh, to yeah. decimate decimate people. Um, he's got to win his feuds and. All that stuff, um so what I thought would have been really cool on Monday was if Finn was there, but like obviously they didn't use him, but if he was going to be there was for to like have him and the o c perhaps be in the pack just talking, and then have nice guy Bray Wyatt come up to him and like shake their hands and say, "Hey guys and um, and Finn them all just be like
1: and, and ba- basically just praise Finn basically, yeah, it' a
0: great <laughs> performance last night, buddy.
1: Let's well, now see. Let's now see that I would have really enjoyed. Like a lot of people keep saying, oh, "I want to see the fiend." Like we don't need to see the fiend. We don't need to see him like anytime soon. True. We need to see nice guy Bray Wyatt acting like he's just like the the most nice person in the world, nice guy in the world, congratulating people. He literally just destroyed like that. That's when he's happen. Yeah.
0: So what was important for me was uh, number one, I really was important for me that they kept his original theme song but they made it more heavy metal darker rockier a bit bit quicker but they kept the lyrics and the eerie singing that was imp- i i really was not concerned because i knew they'd come up with a cool song but mm. i wanted them to keep i wanted them to re- remix that song rather than go away from it completely um, the other thing I was worried about slightly was that they weren't going to do an entrance, and they were going to just have him appear in, the ring. in the ring. yeah. And I'm um, yeah. really glad they didn't do that. And next was the the lantern. He still has a lantern, but it's the severed head of, of basically his own, that, the old version of Bray, mm-hmm. the dreadlocks and stuff, which is scary in itself because the eyes are sewn shut and the mouth is like super wide with the with the lighting. So when um, like Hannah Moore on uh, Twitter came up with an awesome idea is so every the next time the fiend does a match on like say Clash Champions or Survivor Series whatever is he comes out with the lantern but instead of Bray Wyatt's head it's Finn Balor's head so every time he like decimates someone the next time he has a match as the fiend the lantern is the person's head who he defeated I thought mm. that was really cool and unique idea. The only problem is I'm imagining they cost a pretty penny to
1: see oh, where yeah. to no, make. Yeah, that, no, see that that is a great idea. The only only concern I have about that is I'm pretty sure that's gonna take a long time, like sculpt that and <laughs> like make yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a great it's idea cool. though. It's, it's such a cool
0: lantern though. And like I felt like they didn't um the commentators didn't focus on the, the fact that it was his severed head either. I don't even think they mentioned it. But man, yeah. the, the, the great man. thing
1: about the great thing about commentary during the entrance. I'm so glad that they didn't talk. Like, yes, don't don't man. don't talk. Just like, just, just 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 let it be what it is. Let people think what they are gonna think. Like, uh, the best day Michael Cole said during that match it was when the lights cut back on. and They zoomed in on Bray Wyatt and he said, "What the hell did we just see?" Perfect. Perfect because I don't even know what I just saw. Like that was just great,
0: spot on. Um, so then the match obviously begun. Then, um, I love that he changed his moveset, still keeps his like his the Urangi and the Sister Abigail, or he teased the Sister Abigail. But Mm. the way he was using his head, particularly in the opening minutes, was awesome. Like he was he threw, and even the way he threw Finn Balor against the ropes instead of like the usual sort of like Irish whip, he kind of grabbed him by the back of the head and sort of like just launched him across it. And then he just like stuck his head in his face and just the way he altered the way he moves and stuff like that. He was just so creative and just, it it was, you couldn't take your eyes off it. Um, And then he sort of traps him, uh, Finn and he stood behind him and he kinda of picks him up off the floor and then he goes like that and he just cracks his neck.
1: Yeah like, I thought, they like...
0: Break, like they break necks in like films and TVs. So he's like behind him and he just like twists his neck. And I thought I, I said I thought that was the end of the match. <laughs> I thought they should have finished it like that. Because you imagine with the the entrance and the severed head and just how different it is. Can you imagine if that had been the finish? Like he just couple of headbutts, you know, a couple of power moves, and then he snaps his neck and wins. That would have been so shocking, uh, yeah, even I, though I, I really I, I think that
1: enjoyed a, the rest of the match. A, I think that would have caught a lot of people off guard, like, in a good way, like, just yeah. snap the neck and you just hit a bell ring, like, everybody's going to be like, what the hell just happened? Like, I think that would have been, like, a real cool moment.
0: Yeah. Um. So then Finn make does make, like, a little bit of a comeback. I did think that Finn...
1: Got too much offense in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree like, with that. But I, but I mean, but I
0: mean at the same time,
1: man. I was gonna say like like I agree completely. Like when, when well when he started like getting a little bit too much offense, in, I was like, all right now damn it, like okay, yeah. take it easy. Like he don't need to get that much offense, and I'm like, he taking time off now. Remember that you got you got the next two months to repackage for ballot. It don't need to happen right now. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to like completely bury friend battle. Like you, 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 you still want to throw him under the bus, but you don't want to like you know completely do it to him.
0: Yeah, I think I was alright with the amount, maybe, but it was the, he took the fiend off his feet, and I think that was where I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> like, you can you could do the drop kicks and make him stumble back into the corner. That's fine, but don't I didn't want him to be taken off his feet, perhaps. Um and then Finn goes for the coup de gras off the top rope and he catches him in the man- mandible claw for mm. the th- and the fact I, I liked that instead of um like the win just being because he passed out, it was the he pinned him with his fingers down. Yeah. Yeah, so that was excellent, a great way to finish. Um overall then for the fiend, what do you think they could have done better to make it like even better or what what could was there anything they could have done better
1: for for me personally I think that was the perfect debut like I, I generally don't think it was nothing wrong with it like I mean I would, like that if I like if I had to like pick something that was like a gripe it, it would just be like that Finn got like a little bit too much offense in but I mean like people people like overall didn't remember that by the end of his entrance because remember he went on the ramp and they put the silhouette light on him and then they just shut the lights off as they was looking back. And then he did the little, the little "let me in" voice, like, yeah. The, I, I honestly don't think you you couldn't have planned a perfect better debut. Like that was great yeah. A right there, It'll man. Nice. Okay. And 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 just just to like throw this in, like I can only imagine like how this feels like for Bray, like outside of the character, like just him. Like dude has been away since like he hasn't wrestled on TV since like August of two thousand eighteen. He had that that little minor car accident a while back, and that took him out for a little bit. That's why he had to step away um and dude when when he had a baby like and now he comes back, and like now he's basically like one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star in the company, and he's only had one match that went one minute like dude is a made man doesn't need championships to be made like he's like on the that upper echelon of like WWE superstar right now. Like, I, I I, I, really feel like happy for him. Like as a person, like just imagine like how frustrating it's been for these past couple of years. And now just to see him like where he is now, it's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. He must be like on top of the world, just with everything that's gone on and the way like he, when I woke up, um, Monday morning Mm. it was still Trending worldwide Bray Wyatt The Fiend was all still Mm. trending Worldwide and it was still Trending like lunchtime UK time so it's like People Bought into it It was a big deal Uh, I saw quite a few people who who You wouldn't necessarily Associate with wrestling Mm. Also you know like Commenting on it and stuff You know, and as everyone has said on all different you know podcasts and Twitter, and it's like you just don't want people to, you don't want the WWE to ruin
1: it, mess this up, man. It's it's, and and then another positive thing about this is with this gimmick, Bray Wyatt has live events off. (laughs) Probably, if anything, he probably doesn't have to work live events. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be there, so that's a good thing for him. Get the rest.
0: Yeah, they could just do five. and the other thing they could do, like, a like make Firefly Funhouse like a chat show, like mm. in, in the in ring, if they want to keep him on TV, yeah, they could that, that, that's awesome. just do that, which I think could be quite entertaining because you can almost make him a comedy character without ruining his character now, mm. or you can have comedy moments with the way he you know, the way that side of him is without it impacting. The fiend, like, yeah, and mm. people buying into him being a threat mm. um it is what it is, I thought it was incredible. The only thing I think i I personally would have changed is um uh, yeah, it was the um the fact that he knocked him off his feet, Finn knocked the fiend off his feet only briefly, um, and the other thing, boy, probably would have just been I probably would have if I was booking it, I would have probably. Uh, ended it with the next snap just because I think that would have been so shocking, um, that it would have been just incredible. Um, but yeah, so overall, mid summer slam was uh, what
1: would you give it out of 10? Out of 10, You give it a point. I'm gonna give it 8.5 8. 5 out of 10. It's quite a
0: big one. I, um, yeah, I think I probably would have given it like a seven and a half. Um, the fiend kind of like knocked it up for me because I was just on such a high after that. After watching that, I was just like, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" Like <laughs> it was really like one of those moments where you're thinking about it afterwards, and you're just like, "That was like really, really special." Like,
1: like, like did you see um, Johnny Gargano watching it on the Watch Along Show? Like he, yeah. he 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 was like. Into it, like, like that's why I said. I guess a lot of people, man, like it, dude. It's twenty nineteen. You know how hard it is to suspend your belief. Like people yeah, genuinely yeah. like believe that this thing was like a a real thing for like just a brief moment that it was out. Like that Bray Wyatt was out there. Like is like I'm telling you, man. WWE struck gold with this thing. Like if, if they mess it up, boy, they gonna have a lot of people upset.
0: Yeah, I think it. I think it's so good it could be quite difficult for them to mess it up i think the biggest threat is in terms of them messing it up will be they've got to keep it you know pretty much unbeatable like the fiend needs to just decimate everyone um and i know like some people will get a bit hurt if their like favorites get squished but I think it's so important and generally you can rehab someone in a night from a squash, can't you, you know? Um and because the fiend is so special and so different, you know, you don't really lose too much it by losing to the fiend. You know?
1: Hundred percent. Like I like the uh, the only thing that I think people get from like losing to the fiend, like some I, like may like maybe if you want somebody to get like repackaged have him lose to the fans. Yeah. Like, if you want somebody to get repackaged, you want them to get sent off. Like that. That's that's definitely a way to send them off, and it ele- yeah. further elevates Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't want. Like, I keep saying this. Like, I don't want Bray Wyatt in the championship mix. He doesn't need a championship. Like, this character is made. Like, I don't think a championship is going to do anything for him. Like, he's just going to be there. Because I mean, he's not even going to be there. So I mean, like, why? Like, why would he need a championship?
0: Yeah, and like. If someone's injured and they're going to be written off TV, have The Fiend do it. Exactly. You're going to take oh. Shane, Shane McMahon out of power. Have The Fiend Perfect.
1: do it. I completely agree. Leave a
0: long list of sort of casualties. And you can always go back to them later. And, you know, when they come back from injury later in the year, if you want to go with that feud, you've got that opportunity. If you want to bring Shane back later this year then and feud with Bray, you can do that if you just want to not and just ignore it. You can ignore it. It's the, it's like the perfect character for writing people off TV. Okay, um, so anything else you wanted to add, mate, about uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt or any uh, any other wrestling bits?
1: Uh, only thing oh, we got takeover card of coming up. This is gonna be like looking like a real solid card, and Yuri Shibata is back which is very, 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 very good. And Sasha Banks is back, which we talked about. But yeah. Shibata being back is a very, very crazy surprise, considering that he literally almost died a couple of years ago in the ring, and now he's back, and I think he's going to be wrestling. So that is tremendous for him, both professionally and personally. So that's just very cool. But we'll, we'll – yeah, that, like,
0: that, that, uh, Warmed my heart that did seeing uh Shibada just seeing everyone tweeting about it and seeing that he was back. It's like you said, he you know, he there was he very nearly died, uh, mm. so well, and yeah. what, uh, uh,
1: well, well, what do you think about the uh, upcoming takeover card of card? Like, we got Walter versus Talibate, Zach Gibson, and James Drake defending the tag titles, Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. It
0: looks the card looks amazing. Um, Walter versus Tyler Bate. Um, I haven't seen their progress match, but I've heard that it was just incredible. Uh, mm. I heard that it was exceptional. They've got quite good, um, like chemistry. Mm. Um, and they've obviously got the size difference as well, which makes for a interesting dynamic, especially like Tyler Bate is like. Really strong as well, isn't he? He's obviously got like the big, big, strong boy gimmick, mm. which it'll be interesting because they'll come up with some really cool spots, uh, you know, where he's lifting Walter or something. Um, I look really looking forward to the Grizzled Young Vets, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus uh, Mark Andrews is from Cardiff as well, uh, and Flash he's... Morgan Webster.
1: Yeah, Mark Mark, Mark Andrews, he's about to get the biggest pop. I'm telling you. And and then boy, at that his uh his theme song with well, his band, band, they are making a song for Takeover Carter. So uh, which is really cool. Now nah, nah, see that that's all Triple H right there. That's all Triple H. Yeah, like boy, it? yeah. And then like the another thing, man, I wanna say this like Zach Gibson and James Drake, Grizzly Young they are like one of the most underrated tag teams. Like I'm they are great. Like that is a great tag team.
0: Yeah, Zach Gibson's one of my favorite UK wrestlers in the world like in all promotions, he's I find him captivating as a heel. Um so what matches do you think they're gonna add to it?
1: Uh to take over Cardiff. I I think they're gonna add uh Norm Dog versus Travis Banks. Uh I'm trying to think of what other fuse that we'll we'll probably get probably Dave Master versus um versus Joe Coffee. yeah not Mark Coffee. Joe Coffey we'll probably get Dave Massa versus Joe Coffey um, yeah, I, th- I think that's gonna round out the card, five matches you got the women's title yeah. match, UK title match uh, UK tag titles match and then two singles matches, I think that's, that's gonna be what tops it off yeah.
0: Pete, uh, Pete, Pete Dunn will be there?
1: Nah, I, I, I think Pete Dunn will be backstage of course, but I think Pete Dunn is like full time NXT now so I think Pete Dunn. I think Pete Dunn is the next NXT North American Champion. I think that's definitely going to happen. Like I think he's going to be the one to send Velveteen Dream on his way to the main roster. But uh, yeah, I I think I don't, I don't think Pete because I, I mean like you you look at guys like Pete and Tyler and uh, Trent and Mark Andrews. They were there from the beginning. So like yeah. I like I think NXT UK now is about building the people that's coming in like the, the fresh faces to uh, to a certain degree. And I think pete Pete, pete like built that, that he, this his foundation, so I mean he he built it now it's time to pass it on to the next person, and I think Pete is just Pete's doing this thing at NXT, and I think Pete's going to be NXT North American champion real soon, probably take over Chicago.
0: Yeah, I think so i um I'm just greedy because I, if I do go, I'd like to see Pete Dunn uh, you know in Cardiff, but I'm looking forward to seeing Walter really really looking forward to seeing walter
1: make, make sure the, you send it make the sure fledge. you send the theme song when you're there
0: oh yeah i could be awesome just <laughs> yeah. the, the pop and the, the sing-along it'd be incredible mate 100%, oh man. it's gonna be good you so between you and jeff you've convinced me to go uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, you gotta go man you gotta go
0: so uh Thank you for joining me, buddy. Uh, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. Twitter.
1: Uh, you, you can find me at AD Thompson on Twitter, and you can also check out some of my interviews on my YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson's Interviews, and I got some more interviews coming within the coming weeks.
0: Wicked. Yeah, check those out because uh, Andrew's interviews are excellent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation can find the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nation. Uh, you can find all our shows on all the various different subjects uh, in video format, youtube.com slash AcePodcastNation. You can also check out the audio versions at Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, all the usual podcasting platforms. And uh, let me know what you thought of the show. And yeah, give us a thumbs up, share the video, tell us what you think, and uh, also tell me what you think of the the new new logo, which I uh, this will be the first video with it on. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining me, Andrew.
1: No problem, man. Thank you for having me.
0: Shut up, this guy, and uh, cheers to everyone for watching. We'll see you next time.
1: Podcast Network.